Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, the party returned to Booty Bay to resupply and made a number of important discoveries. For starters, the mosquito creatures that they encountered earlier can inflict a dangerous disease with their bite. Worse than that, the axe that Falcus won may be more trouble than it first let on. We rejoin them in town as they try to find more information and finish gearing up. Let's queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. So during the time that the two of you were in the weapon shop, Ari probably either would be hanging out at the Alchemist or would have made her way somewhere else. Uh, where would you be right now? Um, I was going to be a people watching, just listening to conversations. I noticed anything or if anything like unusual. So yeah, just I don't know if there's like a railing outside the Alchemist shop because I think it's on the third floor if I remember our map or maybe the second. So like just leaning over the railing people watching. So we can find you pretty easy. Yeah. Like, I'm not hiding, but I'm also playing the contention to, like, my surroundings. I feel like that would be a good place for a railing, but this is a goblin town, so I'm thinking there probably isn't one. Um, but but there's... Leaning against a building. Yeah, there's, so. there's pylons and things that you could lean against for sure, but, like, safety there's is not a high concern for these people. For me to brood, so I'm, I'm just brooding against her on something. Brood? Okay. Brood. I didn't know that's how that word was pronounced. I thought it was brood, so... Learn something new. Brooding. Hey, man. When you learn words by reading them, things are yeah. things are a guessing game. You're smarter. Yeah. That's how I've learned my words. Um, so yeah, like I'm, chameleon. Uh, chameleon. Chameleon! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Chameleon. That was a how I met your mother joke. You shout chameleon and a um, gnome goes, what? I don't know. I'm trying to think of who, what race a camel like the the. I might have to make make a character named Cameleon. That's pretty funny. Yeah, um, you guys are easily able to track down each other. Hey Ari, uh, how do you feel about uh, going to Zulgurum? Give you a little little eyebrow waggle. It's not the worst idea you have. I mean, I think some of the people you spent the night with were more of a threat than what we'll have up there. <laughs> hey, <laughs> oh, snap! Except. Except that, I do think this is the worst idea he's had. Hey, that Drayde eye, she was something else. But anyway, hmm. the information I got, do you think, we probably saw most of the population of the Garabashi trolls at the arena, don't you think? I mean, there was definitely a crowd there. But my concern is, is this a 24-7 thing? Do they stay there? Like, Might be an event. They're there for the week or something. Um, I think... Well, first of all, Jindo was sending all of his blood stuff off towards Zulgura. Um, if he's back again, his M.O. is he's probably looking on trying to appease Hakar again. So, um, best way to give a distraction and get him pulled away from the arena and pulled away from his friends is let's go run, let's go wreak some havoc there in Zulgura. Is that the, 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 the best way? You think? You really th think that's the best way? I want to go smash a stone, but you want to go through a city full of bad guys to kill the things that the stone is empowering, and the stone still exists. Well, but you we think bring him it to will bring him with the stone, and then we can smash it. But we need to disrupt at least where what he's feeding into. I mean, you're making assumptions about about him uh, going that direction. Eh, half assumptions, well, half some semi-reliable information. So about twenty-five percent. Let's put it that way. Oh, I think 
regardless of which plan we go with, we're gonna need supplies. Because I still... That's what I've been I, saying. Oh, and I'll like, like, like shove a bag of fireworks in your face. Like, look what I got! Here. Oh, lord. Speaking of supplies, here you go. <laughs> I'll hand over a bag of fireworks to you. Uh, this will at least provide us either with A, distraction, or B, a little bit of fire damage to stop some troll healing. Yeah. All right, then. That's right. All right. I was I was just as excited as you um, upon hearing this information. Th- thank you. Well, let's let's see what our good our good alchemist buddy maybe has to offer. Well, I want to talk to everyone and see. <laughs> we cannot go up there empty-handed. Oh, here's something, Ari. By the way. Falkus's uh, axe done got a hold on him. Some some kind of voodoo what did hold, you do? and he acts all, all weirdo about it. You Go ahead. About my axe? Try to, Does he have? Try to touch axe? his axe. Try to touch no, his no. axe. See no. what happens. No, well, I mean, and I've touched his axe up. before. No, his other axe. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> I can clearly tell he's a little uh, protective of this, having spent time with him. So I'm gonna kind of give him a raised eyebrow. This ain't right. Trolls, Ari. Friggin' Have trolls we... and their voodoo. Jeez. Mm. Now, I don't, like, out of game for a second. I remember Butch, or maybe it's Falcus, went to an armory who said, hey, if you bring me stuff, I can make this armor better. Would that be information I would have, like, they would have shared with me? Yeah. So I would kind of, okay. Yeah, that was so, the armor. If we we satisfied the um, rescue stuff, we, we brought back the weapons. Mm-hmm. We pretty much have an in if we find damaged armor, which was in the case, I think the breastplate from uh, the orc was damaged, even though yep. the orc wasn't. Repaired it, and now uh, Butch has got some pretty awesome plus 16 breastplate. My thought process here is that guy made a comment about if we had come across some sort of, like, turtle yeah. hide or whatever, he could make it special. Do you think there's anyone here who maybe knows things about making weapons special? We can see if Falcus is a uh, little friend there is maybe messing with his, That's with his brain. That's funny you mentioned that, <clears throat> because uh, that was the first thing old kids told us, that there's someone up in northern, the northern part of this uh, jungle that's a friend of his that, that can tell us. But that's on our way. That's on our way. We can we can do that. All right. So just as a point of clarification, he said that you would really want to get the axe looked at by somebody who knows stuff about magic. And when you asked him about tips about Northern Stranglethorn, he said that he knew a guy in Northern Stranglethorn who could potentially give you more information about Northern Stranglethorn. Oh, separate. Yeah. So we, we, we definitely need to find somebody. I mean, I'm thinking going back to um, notes, notes, asking uh, La, Laws Zoo and... Uh, he probably know. I didn't even think. Well, didn't even know the hold this thing had on me until we got back to Booty Bay. But if we ever run run into Laws Sue again, he would probably bring in now. You talking about the guy that sold me this 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 this, yes, this purple ball? The, the trinkets. Yep. That guy ain't magic. Yeah, but he's well, still a troll of uh, the the Gurabashi flavor that you know would probably know what kind of hex crap they're throwing in the middle of this arena. Well, Ari Which makes me wonder, to... now, do I even want that freaking bow now anymore? If I, if, this, if this is the case, if this is what's, what's going to happen to me? Well, then again, I don't think I'm ever going to let go of that bow if I ever get it. Yeah. How about, it sounds like we're going to kill multiple birds with one stone by going north. But, Not if we throw it to anybody else who wants to go south again. I think, couple things, we need to wait till the Volpirin have their cure because they did promise us some some extra and the fact that there are orgs up north and they're able to do this to them who knows what will happen to us so I think it's worth it to wait till the Vopira are cured get whatever they're going to give us and stock up on what we have now since I've been kind of like people watching looking out over the harbor would I notice if Billy's ship is here uh yeah you would recognize it immediately if you saw it and you do not see it okay all right, so we're going to scrap that plan. I say we go talk to the alchemist real quick, see if he has anything, maybe give him a little information, not a lot, just hypothetical. This might help with some supplies and things. Like, No, I'm telling advice. everyone anything, that we're heading up there. And All right, the, it, the truth. 
that uh, we want to save their area, so they, they should give us stuff. Oh, I just remembered. You get a discount on that with this guy. We do. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I persuaded him into my womanly wiles, and yes, okay. get a discount. Well, let's head on in there, and I open the door, and, and ladies first, and I look Falka square in the eye. <laughs> I'll let Ari go first and then follow in behind Ari. Okay. Um, so yeah, so you guys come in here. He looks up and, I mean, he's... Oh, no, he wouldn't be surprised to see you because Ari came in with the Vulpira. So the whole, oh, he's surprised to see that you're still alive thing wouldn't fly right now. Um, he sighs in a little bit of disappointment. You can see behind him, he's got stuff bubbling and brewing because he's working on... Um, those purple flowers and it's dripping slowly into a vial Um, but there's only a few drops of one potion like in production Um, but he's working on it and he turns to you and says oh hey yeah welcome back guess what Uh, it looks like my investments he had to bite me in the butt what do you what do you want (laughs) well cutie uh, we have decided to embark on an adventure up further north than that silly old arena that we had zero issues with. And I'm wondering if you have any suggestions or things up your sleeve that might help us. And maybe the Zolgarub area. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, a, a priest would be good. You got any of them? Here's the thing. I'm going to shoot you straight. Business ain't going to be doing good. Even though you're holed up in here all the time, peek your head out there. You'll see people are scurrying like flies. This area ain't going to be going well much longer, and I know your language and it's money. So if you want to keep that, I would say that helping us is in your best interest. Otherwise, Booty Bay is going to lose a lot of people really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. All right. What do you want? What's going to help us against Zulgarub? Uh, it's, a, it's a troll place. So anything that's good against trolls is going to be good against Zulgarub. Did we stay around for that third potion, by the way? We did. Yes, I okay. had that. Yeah, we did. Okay. He would say that um, previous adventurers that came through here uh, that had been in Zulgarub, and this has been a few years, so things might be changed. But uh, once upon a time, if you went into Zulgarub to do some fighting, uh, it was a good chance that you might encounter some poisons. Uh, so having a way to combat that would be a good idea. That's um, right. There are uh, famously diseases uh, that came out of Zulgarub. That was that that closed Ogrima like 15 years ago. Uh, if you had a way to fight disease, that'd be a good idea. What do you have in stock and what are you willing to part with? Uh, right now for diseases, I don't have anything in stock except for this. And he points to the eyebright potions that he's working on. Oh. And he says, as far as poisons go, I can get, I can set you up with some antitoxins, but that'd be about, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty standard chemical component there. Um, typically, and he, he glares at you a little bit and he says, typically I charge 50 gold for an antitoxin, but because you, uh, was so convincing and so helpful last time. That would be uh, 40 gold for an antitoxin for you. Okay, I'll take one. Okay, 40 gold antitoxin. That is a standard piece of equipment, so you should be able to find it in the thing pretty easily. If I scroll down here, I just want to I just want to double check this. Yeah, okay. Um, drinking it gives you advantage on saving throws against any poison effects for an hour. Oh wow! If I had gold, I'd buy one. <laughs> I just—I want to hear what else he has before I purchase anything. So, what else? What else does he think is going to help us with Zulgrub? Outside of that, I think that's about. Well, it's that. It's like, you know, alchemist fires and acids. And um, if you really wanted to improvise some fire, you could probably—I could set you up with some oil. Um, that burns okay, but I mean, it's not. Let's be straight. It's not alchemist fire. It's just oil. But. Still, it burns. They don't like it when you burn them. But you guys probably figured that out, right? Since you're standing here and you're not buried somewhere. Yeah, we used all that stuff to uh, win this axe here. Mm. Um, Looks nice. And then I I reach over and uh, put one finger on the axe. I'll slap your hand away before you even get a chance to touch it. And then I, I snicker. 
Alrighty. Yeah, I, I think. Could, could, could you give? Gosh, could you give us some more oil, please? Uh, yeah. So he sells oil by the pint, and it's actually really cheap. It should be really cheap. Yeah. Yeah, oil is like one silver for a flask of oil. Okay. Um, cool. I give him uh, this is the one silver, and then I hand the oil to Falcus. <laughs> okay. One you, one silver. Yeah. If you throw a flask of oil and it breaks, it breaks on impact. Um, when you throw it, you have to make a ranged attack against the creature with an improvised weapon, just like the alchemist fire would do, uh, or the acid. And um, on a hit, the target is covered in oil. If they take fire damage. They take an additional five fire damage from the burning oil. Can I ask a question? Yeah. So, is it is the oil flammable enough that a spark would set it on fire? Uh, the specific language is that if the target takes fire damage, they okay. take additional fire damage from the oil. So it would yeah, have okay. to do at least one point of fire damage in order right. for it to light. Perfect. Okay. You could also pour pour it on the ground, um, and then light that space. That's what I was thinking. Let's 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 all make sure we're equipped with oil. I, I'm I'm sorry. You got a couple more of those. Yeah, yeah I'll take I, one. I removed another four silver for me. So the one that you gave me, Butch, and I bought four more to make five for me. He has plenty in stock to make that deal. And I mean, so uh, credit yourself one silver to to account for the the discount that he is begrudgingly still applying to these sales. So we get five for the price of four. That's if I'm doing my mental math, right? That's 20%, yeah. right? Okay. Then yeah, yep. I'll do that deal as well. If yeah. he has enough. So yep. we're all walking out with five flasks of oil. Sure. That'll cost four silver for each of you for, to do that. Oil flask add. Yeah. That's, that's adventuring gear from the player's handbook. That's all in there. I want to ask, um, because we know that we're going to get some of the product left over from the Volpirin. I want to ask him, like, um, what other uses does the flowers have? As far as I'm aware, they're only used to create the eye drops that cure um, a disease called sight rot, which is not, it's, it hasn't been common, but it's becoming common. Like, in the last two or three weeks or so, I've had other people complain about sight rot. I've just never had the ingredients to make the the cure for it. It's not hard to make. You just need to know anything about alchemy to make it. How valuable is it? That's a good question. I hadn't thought of that. You talking about like where to find some of these flowers when we come back? Well, we're going to be getting some because the Volpirin said any extras. I'm assuming there's going to be some extras would go to us. Uh, yeah. So then, if the ingredients are difficult to get a hold of and demand is going up, uh, I would say that a dose of the eyebright eye drops would sell at retail value for like actually let's put it in the same space as like a potion of healing so about 50 gold uh per dose and how much so this is like a dm question how much do you will we get when like this is all done because we're going to stage the lapiric here so what would be our cut when everything's done uh you ask you ask the alchemist about how much it takes to get into this and what what all is it looks like um, and at the end of it, it seems like one dose of the eye drops would be sufficient to cure the disease. Um, and both of them have it. So that's going to take two doses and that there will be enough left over for an additional four doses. So if, they are, if they're good to their word and they give you the entirety of what's left, they would give like he they they paid him for his skill to create it. Um, but it was their ingredients and they brought it and like, could you make this for me? And then we'll take it and thank you. Um, so that's that deal is done. Um, the agreement that he made with them was that he would give them six the doses. Right. So if they're good to their word to you, they would owe you four doses. So what would it be worth? I'm going to talk to him now. What would it be worth if we could possibly throw a dose of this to your way when all is said and done? Like I said, they would they would retail for fifty gold. So, if he were to buy them off of you, he wouldn't buy them for more than like twenty five gold because he's trying to make a profit on it. He wouldn't buy it for fifty and sell it for fifty. Good for that. Um, I'm going to purchase one of the um, forty gold things that I forgot what the name of it was because anti toxin. Pay attention. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm going to purchase an antitoxin and I'm going to toss it to Butch. Cool. I will add it. And will he know about how long it's going to take for those anti-blindness things to be done? Uh, All told, it would probably be to get all six of them, it would probably be two or three hours. Two or three hours. Okay. So we have some time to kill. So I'm going to say we'll probably be seeing you soon. And at that, I'm just going to turn and walk out. My business is done. I'm good. All right. Well, thank you very much for loading us up. Um, I, I feel like a bomb right now. Yeah. Stay away from fireworks. Speaking of fireworks, um, ain't that ain't that shaman at the end got a, got some grub for us? Yeah, actually, maybe he does. Go on down and get some and get out of my face. <laughs> I like you. And then I... Um, tap Falcus's uh, axe and then walk away. Oh. <laughs> this ain't gonna stop. Oh, Gollum hiss. The sudden Bilbo Baggins face, like... <laughs> if they're going to the inn, would there be anyone besides the guards that knows this town better? I want to try and find someone to talk to Falcus's axe. We'll talk to Falcus about his axe. I mean, I mean you can talk to my axe, but you can't touch well. it. I was I was literally thinking the shaman at the you at think the, the shaman at the okay bar. Who, I'll follow them actually, never mind who would who might be able to tell us all right I'll just go. follow suit never mind uh, other things I have in mind so if we are going to be in town for a couple hours I wouldn't mind uh, uh, playing some more people for some more money if that's possible if they if they, if they'll even play with me after last time oh. and two before we leave town I'd like to get a triple bagged wad of nasty rancid meat because I remember that Dulgurov's got a lot of crocodiles in it and alligators and in case we need some bait. Who remembers this? Who remembers this? <laughs> yeah, does Falcus okay. or does Erica? Because somebody didn't know who the end boss of Zulgarub was until an NPC explained it to them. So how much do you really remember about this place? I guess I wouldn't know that. I will say this. If your plan is to get rancid meat, the inn that sells fresh food probably wouldn't have it, but you could find an animal in the jungle and create rancid meat. It would probably be cheaper for you. You would uh, you would incur far fewer weird looks, uh, and you wouldn't have to carry it through the entire zone. <laughs> I might track things. Um, I think it's... A- good point that he doesn't know that though <clears throat> I on the other hand might want to get some fresh meat and <laughs> make some battle burgers I could go for a, yeah. battle, a real battle burger right about now yeah. right now I just want to belly up to the bar and get some um, some grub it's about, it's about lunchtime. so you enter into the salty sailor and you see that the goblin shaman behind the bar is working at by this point probably the early stages of lunchtime um yeah. and there are several people in the bar there's an argument happening where um a very familiar tauren and oh. a very familiar orc are trying their best to encourage everybody to leave and the 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 bartender cook guy and anyone else who works in this establishment are trying to shut them down because they're trying to divert business out of here. Like that that's the nature of the argument that you walk in on. And you hear, no, oh, it's dangerous. There are blood sacrifices happening north of here. There are dangerous magics afoot. You need to leave or at least stay behind cover. And would would you in the middle of lunch, are you serious with the blood magics? Is there not a better time, better place to have this conversation? You're scaring away all the customers. Like that's kind of what's rolling here. Well, not this customer. Hey, I know you two. How's it hanging? And I go and uh kind of nudge the <clears throat> orc over just a little bit so I can sit at the bench on uh the stool at the bar and kind of put my belly up against it and go I'll go ahead and have some some grub uh, cookie <laughs> uh, he, oh yeah alright right on and he starts to he, he's, he gets started right away and then I turn to the tauren and, and look him straight in the eye yeah he looks right back at you and he says I'm glad to see that you 
survived your encounter uh, in the north. Um, what? How? How did things go? Well, we we won, but um, and I appreciate your 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 uh, well wishes and and the information y'all both gave us. That was really helpful. Now we we won, but there is something I think I think I need to tell you. And I said, this here Falcus, he, uh, he, he got, there, there's an axe in the box and he picked it up. But, uh, there's, there's something wrong with it. And I go and I put my, <clears throat> try to reach towards the axe. I'll touch. You see? Now, I, you, you might not believe this, but that's not normal. Yeah, I don't normally hiss. I'm, I wonder if you, I wonder if your friend who got the bow is uh, acting crazy too. Not as far as I noticed. Uh, he we it did took a little bit though. We did split up um, not long after we had our fight. He went north with our demon hunter companion um, to Gromgol, and we came down here as I explained before um but no i didn't see any odd or untoward behavior um what what do you suspect is the problem well i just figured there's some some bad voodoo afoot the orc who is um in the middle of arguing with some other patrons turns takes one look and goes yeah it's cursed and then turns back and can, like continues to try to usher people out who are not listening to him. Oh, really? And, and I nudge Falcus over to the orc. Now, the orc has got robes on, right? He does. And he's carrying a shield, but you do not see a weapon. He's an elemental shaman. Shaman. All right, so Shyamalan Ding Dong, figure out what the heck is wrong with this thing and how do I get rid of it? He stops what he's doing. He takes a look at it. Um, it takes him a few minutes to come to a conclusion. During that time, you are getting more and more nervous about this interaction because of how close he's getting to it. He's He hasn't touched it, but he's looking very intently at it, and you realize he's bigger than you, and he could take it from you if you let him. Um, and at, at, at some point, he leans back and he says... Yeah, it's cursed. Um, have you uh, you been in a fight since you got this at all? Haven't used it. That's probably for the better. Unless you like. <laughs> well, actually, here, let me actually pull up the, the weapon because I don't remember what it... I don't remember what the effect is that I put on it. All I know so far is the Battle Axe of Bloodlust. Okay, so... Um, the way he would describe it, he says as he looks at it and as he starts to understand the the enchantment that's on it, um, you have a chance of bloodlusting if you get struck in combat. And if that happens, you have to use the axe to run forward and attack the nearest target to you, friendly or foe. And you keep doing that until you fall or you like fail to hit something or there are no targets within a certain radius. Right. Just just so that you can see what I'm seeing, you don't have to add it to your inventory quite yet, but you can go onto the inventory manager and look up the Battle Axe of Bloodlust one more time because you will see the real item listed there. The one that you have in your inventory is not the real one. Nice. You have disadvantage on the first attack that you make in combat with any weapon that is not this weapon. <laughs> if you are damaged by a hostile creature while the axe is in your possession, you have to succeed on a wisdom save or you go berserk with bloodlust. While berserk, your size increases slightly. You get an additional plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls with the axe. And each round, you have to attack the nearest creature with the axe. Um, if you can make extra attacks, you have to use your extra attacks. If you have to move to get within range of a target, you have to do that. You are berserk until you start your turn with no creatures within 60 feet of you that you can see or hear, or if you fail to hit any targets on your turn. And then after the berserker effect fades, you cannot move or take actions until after your next turn, 
because you are like you basically bloodlust sated. Like you you're exhausted for a turn. And if you had not come into this inn, you would not have known any of that. And in fact, if you hadn't shown this weapon to the weapon vendor, you wouldn't have even necessarily recognized your attachment to it because of the curse. So you did not have to help the Volpira come back to town. You did not have to talk to the weapon vendor at all. That was completely your decision. Um, and you didn't have to come in here. It's important for you to realize I was very excited to start a combat encounter <laughs> and surprise these things with you. Hearing, hearing this description, I'm going to turn and look to Butch and Ari. I'm like, this is all your fault. You made me take this. You're the I'm one gonna, who wanted to go up there in the first place. I'm going to turn to the shaman and say, okay, we know it's cursed. How do we fix this? Um, uh, Ari, what's your highest spell slot right now? Like second level? Second level spell slots? Is that the biggest yeah. spell you can cast? I, that's a very question I have no answer to. Okay. I'm just going off of my sheet. I have cantrip, first level, second level. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, because I can't remember what the spell slot progression is. Um, there are... You, he would explain to you that the curse can be dispelled. Um, and the only reason I'm asking you this is because I don't feel like looking up his character sheet. Uh, but the, okay. the this party is roughly the same level as you guys are. So, and dispel magic and remove curse are both third level spells. I don't get third level spells till we get level five. So, okay. Looks like I'm stuck with this until our next milestone. I, I just gotta say, focus. If that's the case, go ahead and add the cursed item to your inventory, attune to it, and delete the original. Then I think this is kind of funny. So basically, Falcus, you, you need to be in a corner on a rock in a tree away from everything. <laughs> um, basically, you are no longer a, a marksman party. <laughs> you must leave, pack your things, so thank you for your time. He can still be a marksman. It's the first attack that he makes in any given combat encounter that has the disadvantage all the subsequent attacks you can attack normally but like the way <laughs> i was gonna use your bow and arrow right so the way i was gonna role play it was gonna be that you, like the first time we get into a fight you reach for an arrow and you grab the axe by mistake and in your haste to like put the axe back and draw an arrow it messes with your rhythm and this attack will be with disadvantage and then for the rest of the fight you can fight normally I was going to drip feed you the curse effects, but... But you, you said it can trigger bloodlust with any attack, right? Any attack that it strikes him. Yeah, if attacks come in against him, he has to roll a wisdom save. So yeah, you need to be as far away as possible from people. All right, well, I, I start sipping on the on the ale that the bartender knew I wanted without having to ask for it. And I look at the torrent who's sitting next to me, and I said... I see you're having trouble convincing people to leave. I think we might have a better idea. And then I tell them what we're trying to do. Um, I, I tell them what we're equipped with now and what we're not equipped with. You know, we, we're, we're able to basically we don't have the, we don't have the acid and the stuff anymore. Um, I tell tell them the whole situation that we're gonna go up there. We figure the whole Garabashi thing, blah blah blah. And um, I, uh, I tell him, so you see what we have to deal with? We're going up there with canisters of oil and fireworks into a troll-infested area to try to save this whole land and the people in it. My question to you is, you want to go have some fun? So the logical answer to this is yes, but I really don't want to control an entire party of DM NPCs uh, when you're doing a dungeon. So what I would say is... What I would say is that he would explain to you that it's definitely in the town's best interest that they have capable people here um, in case the worst happens um yeah. and like the like what if the trolls start coming south to get more blood sacrifices what if you know any of these other things happen so they're going to stay here however if you want to go up north he does know that his other party members uh went to gromgall um and 
uh, uh, coordinating with them may be a way for like if you're going to invade Zulgarub, like their assistance would be very very good if you're going to attack the arena you know they may have some insight on that um like there's there's options here but these two wouldn't wouldn't be the best pick is what like he he's like it's too important here we have to do this but those but they might wonder if we can charter uh transportation up to grungle from here i'm not traveling through the woods at this point in time okay well um i i respect that i'll tell you what i do respect that um and y'all gave us all kinds of you know tips and tricks we we used everything we had on that on, on that um dead or not dead troll you, you got anything that might might help us with a zolgarub because there might be a whole lot more more of them uh i don't have anything that i can that i can give to you i mean we have our party was equipped with fire magics but i can't like teach fire magics to you do either of the two party members up there have fire or poison aptitudes? Uh, the Taran says, I'm actually the only member of our party who does not. Okay. So if we can, if we can convince them, then we might, we might have that extra oomph we need on top of what we already have procured. I should say so. I'm a, I am worried, as I said before, that if this is happening to Falcus. You know, your, your friend might be with a cursed bow, too. Uh, all right, then. All right, then. But just just so you know, we're up there trying to fight the battle. And y'all can hold down the fort here. Before we head up, is there any more information you can give us about your friends that might help us persuade them that this cause is what needs to happen? I think that they already do believe that, um, but I'm happy to share information about them for with you, of course. Um, so I am a warrior, and my companion over here is a, a shaman, as I'm sure you've picked up on. We also have with us a demon hunter. Uh, his name is Wellath Felblaze. Falcus, go ahead and roll a general intelligence check. 21. Okay. The name Felblaze doesn't ring a bell, but you you do know that Wellath is not a very common blood elf name. Um, and you did meet a Wellath years and years ago. Uh, he lived in Silvermoon. Um, you haven't seen him since... Um, you haven't seen him basically since... So you left before Arthas arrived. That would have been the last time that you saw him. You remember him as being kind of cocky, a little on the aggressive side, and kind of looks down his nose at a lot of people. Uh, but that's kind of all you really remember about him. You didn't have a very close relationship with him. You just happened to remember, oh, yeah, that name. Well, that's. I think I know who that guy is. It surprises you a little bit to discover that he's a demon hunter because he was, there, I, there were no demon hunters at the time other than Illidan. But since then... It sounds like he's found himself a whole different path to walk. Um, but he describes Wellath as being somebody who cares. He's a he's a blood elf. Um, he, he his blades um, deal fire damage when he chooses to use fire damage. Um, he's a melee combatant. He is reliable in a fight, but has a bit of an attitude. And that their hunter is uh, a Zandalari troll named Arkat. And Arkat comes from Nazmir and is like very intimately familiar with blood magics and blood curses as a result of having been from Nazmir. Uh, so he he was the one who when you know when the when when Jindo stepped up with the blood crystal and started doing blood magics, he was the one who was like, Oh, this is urgent. We need to we need to mobilize now. He did win the bow that he, you know, they described earlier, and that he is—he's kind of a, uh, uh, like a dark greenish, bluish color of skin with like mottled 
shoulder like bumps. You know how like lizards sometimes have that bumpy texture on the on the shoulders. He has that. He he has small tusks, but they're uh, gilded. He has like gold tusks, and he has uh, like a gold tattooy pattern across his chest and down his arms. Very similar to like you know, there's player characters Zandalari uh, who look like this. Um, but like it's very ostentatious, very gold patterned. And that he is able to magically um, imbue his shots with fire. Um, he has other options as well, but against the trolls, he was like, oh yeah, I'm going to bring fire to this firefight. Like, that makes the most sense. Uh, but that's that's the fourth party member. Okay. How much time do you think has passed with us at lunch? I'm assuming we're eating and talking and everything, or... I'm, I'm definitely eating. Yeah, I would say that between meal prep, having the conversation about the party, um, eating the food, taking the time to investigate the axe, like, very carefully, because focus is on a hair trigger, I would say that you guys burnt at least an hour, if not two. Okay. Um, and I'm we don't have to, to... We don't have to roleplay every minute of that, you know, yeah, a couple-hour wait. Um, if you guys have more questions or have more to talk about with this uh, with this horde party, then that's fine. Uh, if you would rather fast forward to the point where we can collect our loot and make tracks, that's fine too, whatever you're trying to do. I have nothing more for the orca or the, the tauren. I don't know if you guys have anything more. No, let's wrap, let's wrap up Moody Bay and, and head north. Um, I'd like to um, get some uh, fresh steaks from... How long do you reckon a battle burger will last? It's <laughs> a good question. Probably, I would say that it would be fine after it's prepared all day. Um, there's a magical element to its prep um, that I think would make it last fine, like unrefrigerated in your pocket for the day. But I think after that, it would start to get kind of gross. How long would the steak last then? Just unrefrigerated raw steak. You're probably not looking at very long. Um, I don't. This is Casey in real life. I have no idea how long stuff lasts. You have it written in the description that it lasts for two hours before spoiling. I like what I just said better than what I wrote. I think that makes sense. Okay. So yeah, let's we'll edit that later. Um, in fact, I'll make a note of it right now. But let's say that after it's prepared, it'll last all day. Um, I don't know how long, what, what, like whatever the real world answer is to um, how long meat is good for, bef- like without being refrigerated, is the real answer. About four hours. Like if you if you order a pizza and you've got friends over at a party, after about four hours, that thing needs to get into the fridge before it starts to. I don't know. I'll let that sit overnight and eat it. Couch pizza is a legit thing, but yeah, like you're questioning food poisoning. With because earlier we had outside of game talked about Falcus trying to hunt some things to get like rotten meat we might have opportunities to get meat I don't know how long it's going to take to get Northern String and Thorn and what interactions are going to come up there that we might end up wasting these burgers is my only fear okay I'm hoping we can charter a boat I like where you're going with this say I like where you're going with this I just don't know that that that's fine but what what Erica just said hey hey cookie Hey, Cookie, I'm sure uh, 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 you like that nickname. I'm, I'm sure you do. Anyway, yeah, I've never heard uh, that before. That's very clever. What do you want? <laughs> you got other jokers, little pranksters in here, too, I guess. But uh, we're, we're trying to get to that um, to that place up north that that t- t- what's it called again? Gold something? Gromgol. Base camp. We're trying to get to Gromgol. You know anyone who can... Uh, uh, get us there? Uh, well, typically, if you're in Booty Bay and you're trying to get to Gromgall, you can walk there on the road, or you can take the flight path. Oh! <laughs> they got flight paths here! We could also take a boat, it looks like. It's right on the water. Actually, I think a flight path might be a pretty beneficial thing. Maybe we can see some things from bird's eye view. Yeah! That sounds fun. I like that. Alright, so... Well, well, heck, it's now that we're clearing up lunch, we might as well check the mailbox and see if it, the auction's done. Um, ch- check the check the alchemist, see if let's see if we can get our stuff. 
let's without having to stay the night. Sure. Is what I'm saying. Um are you guys looking to take the eye drops or are you looking to sell them back to the alchemist? Cuz I know Ari had questions about that. If we got four, my thought was maybe sell one and keep three, but if it's only for 25 gold, it might be better just to keep. We we might find, you know, our companions that that need it too. So, yeah. Having anything healing and, and do people have healing what's it? I can heal. I got potions. I got potions. I got the limited healing one that I got one once per day. Okay. I have two healing potions. Me too. Okay. So. Okay. Um, in that case, you guys can add amongst the, amongst the group of you um, a total of four eye bright eye drops. I'll let's take, give them to Ari. I say I'll take two, and I was just gonna give each of you guys one. Yeah, so I was thinking that okay. way you guys have them just in case. It's a wondrous item. Beautiful. Now, now let's just uh, let, let's see if our stuff's ready, and we can we can take a flight point and uh, get to Grongold Base Camp in time for dinner if everything's ready. Should be. Does Bush oh, have and mail? the other thing is, uh, Butch, you said that you were gonna check the mailbox. Yeah. You can add a clockwork amulet. Uh, Yay! Oh, yeah. Hey, that was a good roll. Clockwork amulet. Add. Also a wondrous item. Look at that. Let me just find it in my thing here to see what it does. You already told me, but contains tiny interlocking gears powered by magic from Mechanus. Plane of clockwork predictability. It's, it's ticking. When you make an attack roll while wearing the amulet, you can forego rolling the d20 to get a 10 on the die. Once used, this property can't be used again until the next dawn. So, um... I actually remembered that this item also working for ability checks and saving throws. Um, and I think it's more fun that way, so I'm gonna edit this and do it, like, uh, create a homebrew item that says the same thing but includes those other things. But yeah, basically, it's... You're not not taking a 10 total. You're taking a 10 plus modifiers. Plus modifiers, yeah. Okay, um, which I I haven't had to fig- figure out my own modifiers in quite a long time, um, since the before times, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, so I would have I would have to roll that anyway and just take out the d twenty roll and add everything up. Not necessarily because it says it on your character sheet. Okay. Like your weapon attack, it says hit DC plus probably five or six or something. Oh, you're right. Yeah. If if ever down the line that. Uh, you don't. It was. It's a, it's an attunement, right? No, I don't think so. No. If ever down the line you're not going to use this anymore, because holy crap, I was just thinking about this with sharpshooter, getting the minus five penalty, just get a straight flat ten. Plus, right now I've got a plus eight. It'd be an eighteen. Every- no, it would be a thirteen. Because the minus five penalty would be one of the modifiers. Oh yeah, that's right. Cool. Okay, so I got that. Uh, does we we've got the eye drops and there's nothing for, we got lunch in us and there's nothing for us to do but head out to uh, Grongol. Okay, um, you guys climb basically to the top of the inn here, um, where the griffins and the waverns are kept. Each of you would need to pay. Ready for this? Yep. Five silver pieces. Um, and you would each get your own mount um, that would be trained to fly specifically to Gromgol and not to anywhere else. So it's like the the way that flight points work in WoW is going to be the way that they work here. Um, but you are able to make this journey. It does take some time uh, because of the you know the, just the distance. Um, but as you and you guys are leaving now. Yeah, yeah. I'll right. be leaving now, and during the course of the trip, I'm gonna have my spyglass out and be looking towards the north to check out uh, Zulgurub and anything else that might be of interest along the way, like what's going on at the arena and on the road. Awesome. So you take off, and you're you're up in the air, and you're flying. You're flying not incredibly high, but you're flying above the tree line. Um, and as you look down, you can occasionally see through the. Uh, through the canopy you can see the road like once in a while but the canopy is relatively thick so it, it, you lose it occasionally 
Um, and you see a bunch of stuff in Southern Stranglethorn that you have seen before. Okay, no surprises here. You get up to the arena and you look down and you can see that there is a fight in progress and there is a new troll who is, you know, pounding away at somebody. Like it's uh, At the distance, it's a little hard to see, except probably for Falkas. Go ahead and roll a perception check with advantage. 16. Okay. You look down with that spyglass and you can see that there are two lying on the ground in a pool of blood, not moving humans. Um, you can deduce that they're probably dead, but you don't have like the guaranteed knowledge that that's the case. Um, and there's one more dressed in full plate with um, a, a big two-handed uh, greatsword who's going in against this troll who's like laughing and he's pounding his chest and he's working the crowd and he's getting everybody in a frenzy because every attack these guys put into him looks like it looks like the troll is brand new like he doesn't look like he's been hit at all um your your estimate on this is probably that they picked a fight that they were not prepared for somebody didn't bring acid or fire yeah that's that's your thinking um, you fly a little further and you pass over a space called the Sundering, I think, is what the name of the Swirly Whirlpool bits are. You can see that there's a whole bunch of um, waterfalls and and all of this falling into this deep, deep pit that ends in a watery whirlpool. Butch would be probably pretty surprised to see this water feature. The other two yeah. of you would know generally like, oh, yeah, when the cataclysm happened, it kind of broke a lot of crap. No, and this was one of the... Yeah, it's a really, really interesting looking feature because um, there's like, it, it's, it's a little bit like the Maelstrom actually, uh, where um, around it, there are rocks that stand up that you could like, if you had the means to get out to them, you could stand on them and look down over the water and, and, and down the waterfalls and whatnot. You can see along the eastern side of that whirlpooly space, um, there is what seems like a really, really narrow footpath that you could walk to get from Southern Stranglethorn to Northern Stranglethorn, but it's narrow. You fly just a little further and... Woohoo! A new map! After weeks and weeks we're looking at a different map guys! Oh my god! So, (laughs) I had originally, my plan was to do what is called a hex crawl and we're not actually going to do that. Um, I changed my mind after I designed this map. I say designed. When I uploaded this map from an image I stole from the internet. The exploration of Northern Stranglethorn will be more complicated than Southern Stranglethorn. And the reason for that is you look down onto the jungle and it is so, so, so much thicker and more overgrown and more brambly than the Southern jungle. Life has exploded here. The trees are bigger and thicker and the vines cut through the, like it's a mess. Um, You fly over what looks like an abandoned fort all the way at the southern uh, end of the jungle right near the swirly bits. And then just beyond there, the road goes into the jungle and vanishes under the canopy. You can, sorry, Fort Livingston. Fort Livingston, yes. Your mount turns to the west slightly and starts to descend toward the Gromgall base camp. You're up in the air all told for probably like two hours because it was, what, an hour and a half of quick walking to get through the southern jungle. So then by this point, we're almost to Gromgall. It took, actually, if it was an hour and a half, let's call it three hours worth of, worth of total flight time. You look out towards Zulgarub and there is a thick red cloud that swirls a little bit kind of like the whirlpool that you just flew over, but you're seeing it from the side and it kind of looks almost like a really, really slow moving tornado of red cloud and, and, and mist almost. And it's going down into the city and you can see that there's these tall stone walls and there's like a path that goes right up main street um, into the, into the, the city. You can also see that in the middle of the zone, there's a large uh, substantial area that has been cut away from the jungle. And there's like a clearing kind of in the middle of the zone right next to what looks like a, um, a lumber mill. 
Um, so you're like, oh, okay, right. So lumber mill, they cut away part of the jungle. That makes sense. There's a clearing there for good reason. Okay, no problem. Go ahead and get another perception check for me, Falcus. Uh, if with advantage, 10. Okay. Um, you're not able to see very much more detail than that. Um, you do see that, um, you know, the jungle is so thick in places that some of these locations that you would have expected to see activity at on the map are just hard to see anything going on at. Um, and your mount, again, like I say, isn't flying very high over the canopy. It's like it's high enough that it's, you know, snakes aren't going to jump out of the trees or anything to get you. But you're not you're not like when you mount up on your flying mount, you get up there to go anywhere because you don't want right. to bump into a mountain or anything. Your, your flying mounts are not doing that. Um, and you start to descend toward Gromgall. Um, Gromgall is a, it's a horde encampment. It's active. You can see that there are people, you know, moving this way and that way about. There are, uh, there's a, there's a, a Zeppelin tower there that doesn't have any ships docked at it at the moment. Um, but there is a, there's a Zeppelin tower going. Um, they have done their best to cut away some of the jungle around it so that like when you're on guard, like in the guard tower watching or whatever, someone can't use the jungle to just sneak right up on your base Macbeth style. <laughs> so yeah, so they've cut away some of it, but it's not nearly so so sliced out as uh, as the Ventrico camp. Prior to landing, I'm and out of your shot of Gromgol, I'm just going to remind Ari she should probably put her hood up because I forgot she's a human. I mean, that's true. Yeah, well, so the... We're still on the flying mounts, right? Yeah, you're up in the air yet. And we would have known that Gromgol was kind of a horrid place, right? For sure. Like, we would have met. So probably in the air, I would have started, like, doing the disguise stuff, like, blood elfing it. It's a long trip. And so. you are good at putting this disguise together. You are flying on an animal, so, like, there's a little bit more difficulty to it. And I would ask you to roll for something if it wasn't for the fact that you have three hours to make sure that you got it right. So I would say <laughs> that you're fine. Perfect. All right. So I just want to reread my description of Gromgall just to make sure that I haven't missed anything. In addition to the space having been cleared out, you can hear, you can begin to hear the sound of axes cutting into wood, people grunting in effort, um, and the sound of things being dragged across the ground. So you're like, oh, they're still actively cutting. Yeah, you can see that there's... The only other thing that I have written on here that I didn't read, you can see that there's an orc at the top of a watchtower, like keeping an eye out in the jungle. And um, these three mounts are able to fly down into the camp and land. Um, and you guys look around and you see that there are a plethora of various horde races, primarily orc, uh, but a, a substantial amount of tarn and and... and uh, dark spear troll and a couple of undead and a few of the other like um, what are they called not the side races that's weird the allied races there's a couple of other allied races in the area you see that there is one orc who is giving orders um, and he's he's kind of like clear this area we have to make sure we have enough space for the new supplies that are coming in you over there get off your butt get back to work he wouldn't have said butt but I'm trying to be nice um, get up you know get up and get back to work like he's he's taskmastering in a very serious way and all the way off to one side leaning against a fence you see a really really disgruntled looking blood elf his hair comes down to about his shoulders um, and it's all pulled back he has two large demony horns coming out of his forehead um, he's got tan um, he's got tan skin and bright green tattoos that are peeking out from underneath of his shirt um, he has a sword on either hip. He's got his arms crossed and almost his entire face just looks annoyed and put out. The only part of him that doesn't is his eyes. But the only reason I say that is because you can't see them. They are blindfolded. Um, Falcus, despite his change of appearance over the last few years, you do recognize that this is Wellath Fel... Well, his, now, his name now is Wellath Felblaze. Having arrived in Northern Stranglethorn, our heroes have several leads to pursue. They know that a contact at the lumber mill may be able to help them. 
They've found Wellath Felblaze, and they know that the city of Zul'Gurub looms in the distance. But Butch is right. Jindo and his strange blood magic focus are to the south in the arena, not in the city. What strategy should they employ? We'll have to wait until next time to find out when we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroic dnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.